0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geopolitical Trends. My name is David Waralu. So good to be with you, as always. The US, United States, plans on having a naval logistic hub in India. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Is India now officially becoming subservient to the US? How will India's decision impact its relations with, let's say, BRICS members? That includes China and Russia. In this video, I'm going to provide you my assessments about this fascinating topic or development that is, and highlight to you the geopolitical security implications both regionally and globally. But before I move forward, I'd like to express my sincere thanks as always to channel's members and supporters. And for you, if this is your first time landing here, please make sure to subscribe, I would truly appreciate it. And remember to smash that notification button so you will be notified every time I upload a new video. And thank you all for your continued support. Let's dive in into this, because it's fascinating. Uh, The US plans logistic, get this guys, plans naval logistics hubs in India to counter China. And keep in mind, India, and China are in the same club, breaks. So it makes you just wonder what India is thinking. Mm-hmm. and This is what I'm going to provide an assessment about to put this in perspective for you. So the US seeks to transform India into, get this guys, a center for resupplying and maintenance of naval vessels in the Southeast Asia region. Where it has been stretched thin, with such capabilities, because the U.S. doesn't have much. Hmm. Resupply and repair partnership to help fill the big gap in the Asia-Pacific readiness. This is what the U.S. Is saying. But well, of course, how this happens, to begin with, this came out of the latest visit of the Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who was, I believe, was summoned, not invited, to the White House. So, President Biden and Prime Minister Narendra Modi agreed to a comprehensive defense and economic partnership. And that was during Prime Minister Modi's visit to the White House in late June, which was about just uh, two weeks ago or so. So the joint statement from the summit reads as follows. Let me share the quote with you. The U.S.-India major defense partnership has emerged as a pillar of global peace and security." End of quote. You can read between the lines, basically what it's saying is, we're going to enter into an agreement with you, and we're going to tell you what to do and not to do. Basically, you will be under our supervision. That's how I see it. So. And the US just did the same with none other than Papua New Guinea, PNG. So, so the United States, according to its statements, will provide India with support to develop infrastructure that will be used to resupply, repair, and maintain ships and, and, and aircrafts. You know, I'm laughing at this because the U.S. will support the development of infrastructure. We didn't even develop infrastructure here at home. So we're gonna be going all the way to India to do it. Interesting. The Air Force uh, US Air Force Brigadier General, Pat Ryder, he's the Pentagon spokesperson, said and I quote We will have much more to follow in the near future, but the aim here is to make India a logistics hub for the United States and other partners in the Indo Pacific region, end of quote. We'll see what, does it, what it means. What it means we're going to be using India. That's like uh, the, what's been said about the Ukraine fighting against Russians. Uh, the, we will fight the Russians till the last Ukrainians. And now we're going to be using India. <laughs> this is how I see it. So as part of this effort, the U.S. Navy will sign a ship repair agreement with India's shipyard. But it will be on our terms, not India's terms. So, and I just don't get it, where India is going with this, given its membership in BRICS, how do they think China and Russia is going to perceive this? And, uh, and by the way, uh, this is going to be, the Navy is close to finalizing, U.S. Navy, that is, is close to finalizing a deal, a separate one, with uh, other shipyards in India. They are based in Mumbai and Goya that's that's i'm I'm just seeing the writing on the wall here india is going to have to become subversive to the united states no different than australia so the u.s military looks to build readiness for quick handling resupply activities and repairs in the asia pacific region if the navy has access to more hubs in the region Remember, they already have one in Singapore for refueling, and I think in either Malaysia or Indonesia, don't quote me there, but I think it's in Indonesia, for refueling. So then, vessels and aircraft will waste less time pausing operations for both. Yeah. Oh, so the time savings, according to the U.S. arguments, can be allocated to joint exercises with other countries. So, yeah, that that, that just, uh, I, it's very, very confusing for how India will really just go blindly into this agreement. So, and that's what prompted me to do this one. So, the United States, it says, uh, according to uh, uh, Jeffrey Payne, Jeffrey Payne is the assistant professor uh, for the Near East in Southeast Asia. He argued that this is a big, and I put this in quote. There is a big gap between the basis the United States sustains in the bilateral hub agreements they have in the Middle East and then the West Western Pacific, end of quote. Yeah, but we all can see what this guy refrained from saying is that we are wanting to use India to our benefit, not to India's benefit. So, India's gonna fulfill this, but not to India's benefit, it's to ours. So basically, India will be holding the end of the stick. Like Japan, like Philippines, like South Korea, and now PNG, Papua, Papua New Guinea, so. So, at present, we only have Japan and Singapore serve as a key naval hub for the U.S. in Asia. Yeah, Singapore and Japan, so. Then you have the commander, former commander, I'm sorry, the former commander of US uh, uh, Indo-Pacific Command, his name is Henry Harris, Uh, hailed the initiative by saying, and I quote, currently we operate from Diego Garcia and Western Australia in the Indian Ocean, end of quote. But we all see where this is going. This is not about uh, ships and all that more containment for China, which will not work, let alone using India because India has border issues with China, which they can be resolved between the two. But for us, it's a pressure point. So we can pressure India anytime we want. That's basically what it is. So, and also because the idea of Asia Pacific is defined by large water, stretches of water. Many believe that conducting supply activities, in the region during emergencies will prove more difficult than similar activities, let's say, in Europe with its land routes. Well, yeah, of course, the water routes are different than the land routes. That's no-brainer. So I don't know why they are repeating something that is obvious. So this is why when Prime Minister Narendra Modi was here in the United States for the visit, which, again, I believe he was summoned not invited. The Biden administration uh, plans to deepen the partnership uh, with India beyond the Indian Ocean in the maritime space. Once again, I I see the writing on the wall (laughs) as a geopolitical analyst, I'm saying it of, well, we cannot use India because the location is there, we're going to allocate our resources. Of course, India will have no saying to that, we'll have no control over that, and we won't share that technology with India to begin with. It's no different than what we are doing or going to do in Australia when we sell them the nuclear submarines. Aussies, not going The Australian Navy is not going to have access to that technology. We will be operating the naval, the nuclear submarines. So basically, Australia just paid us money and stays under our own command. I see the same in India. Despite what you hear from the foreign minister of India saying, oh, we are uh, independent, it's nonsense. It is nonsense. And uh, so India External Affairs, not the Prime Minister, I'm sorry, India External Affairs Minister uh, uh, John John Sangar uh, met with his counterpart of Philippine Secretary Enrique Manalo in New Delhi at the end of June when Prime Minister uh, Modi came back from his visit. So, So the two ministers released a joint statement that backed get this, guys, backed a 2016 arbitration ruling at The Hague, rejecting Chinese claims to nearly all of South China Sea. Yeah, it's almost, I feel like, India is stabbing China in the back, despite being with it in the BRICS. This is why a lot of talk right now about maybe India shouldn't be in BRICS and it ought to be replaced with either Indonesia or Iran. That is what the conversation is. India, as I believe, uh, in my assessments, is the weak links in BRICS. It's going to hinder the BRICS moving forward. So, they have to decide. Members of the BRICS have to decide. So, this marks, in my opinion, the first time that India expressed support for The Hague ruling against China, which is based on the United Nations Conventions on the Law of the Sea. It's very, very troubling. So, and let alone India now consider itself to be the representative of the global south, which is far from the truth. India is not and cannot be, because it can even uh, 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 fix its own domestic issues with poverty, poor infrastructure, uh, lack of uh, of uh, economic developments. India has a lot of lot of issues to deal with. So how can they be calling themselves representatives of the Global South? So. Then there is a security concern to all this, and the security front to all this is that India appears to have shifted. That's the key word, shifted from focus. It's focused on relations to the West. So in other words, be bought, if I may use the term. Modi's visit to Washington Because, like again, he was summoned in June, is evidence of this. India was sort of ordered to, hey, here is what we're going to do, and you're going to agree to this. And he did. This is where I see the trouble with India. So, So here is my conclusion for you, because I want to keep this brief. And if you like me to extend on this in a live stream, just leave me a comment. And it will be hap- I would be happy to do so. So is my conclusion. In recent years, the United States apparently threatened to impose sanctions on India when it sought to acquire air defense systems from Russia. If you use history as your God, you're going to go back to 1971 when the U.S. sent an aircraft carrier... Uh, the US uh, uh, aircraft carrier to threaten India during the third Indo-Pakistani war. Whether today's partnership between the United States and India will completely dispel the the latent trust of Washington, I would say it remains to be seen. But apparently, India is blind to the truth by going into this blindly. So, this is why again, I have a lot of information on this. If you like me to extend on it in a live stream, I'll be happy to do it so. And by the way, if you like the content of this video, please hit that like button and subscribe. I will really appreciate it. As always, guys, remember geopolitics impacts your daily life in more ways than one. Till next time. Bye bye.